Three, two, one. Did you pick the? Did that get picked up, or do you guys? Oh not yeah, hear yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely got picked up. <laughs> All right. Remember, my name is Minus the Minus. Minotaur. <laughs> Last episode. <laughs> <laughs> episode five, we had some problems. Minius, Minos, Minowis. Dude, episode five, we called you Minius for like a solid 40 minutes. I yep. think I still call him Minius. <laughs> call me a little horseman. It's not my fault I came up with a dumbass net and I'm still okay. <laughs> fighting words. I'm just joking, I'm just joking. <laughs> That's why uh, I kept mine simple, bro. Drill. Yeah, five letters. <laughs> All right. Give um, us the good stuff, Dino. The good stuff. Tony. Okay. Sorry. Great hey, dungeon master. I, listen, if you need to visualize the dungeon master, it is just imagine whenever your characters look up, you just see a giant speaker box in the corner somewhere, like in a tree, in the corner of a house, you know what I'm saying, in a bush. It's a speaker, and that's the narrator, okay? Or Roll to hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. So, in our last session, going into the forest, the adventurers decide to stick to the road rather than against their better judgment of going through the forest because they thought that was a smart idea. Proceeded to fight a bunch of Koatoas. In the fight, God they damn managed. <laughs> in the fight, uh, the heroes started to get knocked out one by one, uh, knocked out unconscious with this purple goop, captured by nets and dragged away. All the heroes eventually fell victim and they were captured and brought back to their camp. Drell was the one that woke up first. Drell, in a blind rage, gets up, breaks free, and proceeds to lay the smackdown on these jabronis. Completely, completely annihilated with his bare hands, all these candy-ass Koatoas. Saves, the, uh, saves his companions, and they break free. They rummage the camp for a minute. They rummage the camp for a minute, and then decide to make a run for it as they feel that more Koatoas would return shortly. After going a few hundred yards away from the camp, finding a safe clearing, they realize that all their blood shards were gone. A wood elf comes from beyond the brush and introduces herself, saying she may be able to help them after overhearing their conversation. We now pick up this session in that moment where the wood elf appears before our heroes. Hey, hey, hey Bart, come over here. Let me let me talk at you real quick. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. DM Tony here. Before we get into episode 14, I just want to give you guys a quick update. If you're hearing this message, that means you listen to D&D 404 on a week-by-week -week basis, and we'd love and appreciate you for it. But it also means that there won't be another episode for the next two weeks. We are taking a Christmas and New Year's Eve break. Episode 15 will return on January 4th, 2022. So until then, from myself and D&D 404 team, we wish you a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, and a wonderful new year. And we'll return to you with episode 15 on January 4th, 2022. All right, Bart, now you can play the intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. How big is this large duck? The duck stands at about two and a half feet tall. So it's like the size of like a goose. Untitled duck game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why why should we trust you? Or who are you? Yeah, yeah, who are you? So the what elf giggles for a second. She walks up to Minus. Uh, how are you guys standing, by the way? I think we're kind of side by side. I probably have my axes out <laughs> next to Drill. <laughs> yeah, um, I would just assume we're kind of just walking through the forest next to each other now, right? She looks at she looks down at Minus. 
she looks up at Drell. She looks over at Armos. She looks at her duck companion. The duck companion gives her like a slight eye. Minus, roll me a re uh, strength check real quick. Okay. That's an 11. Nice. She got a 16. Drell, I'm going to need you to make me a acrobatics check. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That is a 11. 11. Okay. Hey. Armos, you're going to make me... You're going to make me a constitution saving throw. You have to beat a 15. I got a 16. Oh. So I got plus one constitution. I rolled a 15. Nice. nice. Okay. This wood elf quickly grapples Minus around the neck with one of her large thick quads, brings him to the ground, then takes out her bow and arrow, knocks an arrow right into Drill's face, looking up. The arrow is pointed, practically touching the base of his neck. At ready to let go, this arrow is going to shoot into your neck, holding you down. The duck looks at Armos and proceeds to let out a giant honk. But this honk isn't a normal honk. Similar to the Leonin's roar at the beginning, you take, because you passed, you take you take three points of damage as you pass that roll of psionic damage. You stagger back a little bit, but you still have full movement. You don't take any uh, restraints here as you normally would if you would have failed, but you are now squared up with this giant duck wearing a red bandana giving you the meanest glare you've ever seen in your life. And she just looks at, uh, the wood elf looks at Menace and looks at Joe, I'll be like, what are you doing here? Why are you on blood shards? And screaming at the top of her lungs, trying to intimidate you guys. You guys are gonna make me an intimidation check. Joe, you're gonna give me an advantage on that intimidation check. She rolled an 11. It's a 19. You keep you cool as you have an arrow pressed up against your neck, but you know the severity of the situation that she has you in. Minus, I'm just yelling at her. <laughs> I'm just like, what, what, what kids? are you doing why, here? Why are you doing this? Why? I don't know. I don't know. You're the one over here in I-4 asking all these questions about blood shards. What are you guys doing here? Why are you with the blood shards? You got three seconds to answer my questions right now. And the duck is getting ready to honk again. And he has his neck back like he's getting a giant belly full of air. I want to, okay, so he attacked me, right? Oh, so I yeah. can do a reaction. I'll use Reginald to go up and Hell's Rebuke the duck to stop him from doing that, hopefully to interrupt him. Yeah, so I need to get a 10 or better to take half damage. He rolled a nat 20. <laughs> so he takes half the 10, yeah. So that was the bonus action from when he hit me. I want to cast Eldric Blast if I hit with it and knocks her back. And then that will let the other two of my boys free at that point. Yeah, roll a hit. Six. What <laughs> <laughs> that misses. But I should have advantage because she's not. She's tied up with them and can't move. Right. Well, this all happens in a matter of a second. So no, I won't yes. say you get advantage on all right, this. All right, all right, all right. Uh, but it was a hell of an attempt, and I applaud you for that one, good sir. Uh, I did not expect you to do that. I'm very proud of you. You're growing up. Oh my god, my players are growing up so fast. Um, so this duck takes. Uh, did you roll for damage, by the way? You said two d10 half. Three. Three damage. No, eight plus three. So the duck takes six points of damage as he combusted through flames for a second. And he's like running around in a circle, like trying to put a flame out on his tail. Manages to point it out. And he's like looking at his butt. And it's like a little, like it looks like it's crispy a little bit. And he's like kind of peeved. He's like, quack, quack, quack. Looks at Armos again. Minus is caught between these monstrous thighs. By the way, if you guys recall of how I described her, she looked like a four foot, uh, four foot eleven power lifter wood elf. She's very stocky, very built, 
has long has long hair and very long ears. So she's able to get this great vantage point on Drell with the arrow pointing up, and Minus is knocked prone on the floor, grappled between her monster quads. So real quick, I casted the spell. Yeah. And then I, I wanted to also try to get to, like, intimidate her. So like, your action was Eldrick Blast here. Oh, okay. okay? okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, your, yeah, and your reaction was Hellish it missed, Rebuke. It just missed and nothing that. Nothing happened with that. Okay. She knew he would miss, and she just like unfazed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I feel disrespected. Wait till <laughs> wait till my next turn. <laughs> so we're not rolling initiative just yet. I'm gonna wait on your guys' reaction here. Uh, so what are you guys doing? We'll start off with Drell. Drell, what are you doing? You kept your cool, by the way. You are not intimidated by her. All right, all right. Let's let's all take it easy, okay? What, so what, you want to know why we're talking about blood shards? Because we just had a whole bag of them taken from us. You see that she grips the arrow a little bit. So why do you have a whole bag of them? Uh, we were uh, delivering them. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we just fucking tell her. I don't fucking know. I definitely say it like that, too, with a question mark at the end. <laughs> <laughs> where where are you bringing them? Hey, it's none of your business. <laughs> no, I look at Menace and I go, uh, "What what was the name of the place we were taking them to, Menace?" Uh, Dildo. We were taking them to Dildo. Okay. She squeezes uh, she squeezes harder on you around your neck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys better answer my questions real quick before I let this go and say goodbye to your big friend here. All right. So we were asked to take these blood shards to another town secretly and avoid, you know, a lot of eyes on us by uh, someone. Some, someone we trust. Yeah, someone we trust. So who 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 do you trust? What way were you going? You know, like, why don't you at least tell us your name? Because, I mean, I feel like we're telling you a lot of stuff right now, and, like, <laughs> you're doing nothing but threatening to shoot us and, and break our necks, so... Uh, we don't want to hurt you, lady. Well, why don't you just <laughs> let my little friend go over there, and, and we can continue this conversation. Give me a persuasion check. Oh, fuck. Okay. Let's see how this works. That is a persuasions. No bonus. So 14. She looks at you. She gives a side eye down to Minus. She looks back up at you. She looks over at her duck companion. Notices that his butt's a little roasted. <laughs> Almost is at the ready. She goes, keep those hands up. And then she sl slowly backs off. She lessens her. She loosens her grip around minutes slowly and starts to back up again to like a safe distance from you two takes about a couple feet back maybe about eight feet keeps the arrow pointing at you she goes my name's Kara and I live here and blood shards are bad news around these parts so don't mind me if I'm a little on edge when you start shouting blood shards in the middle of the forest in the middle of my home <laughs> yeah no uh no hard feelings there uh name's menace nice to meet you Ines, looks at you. What's your name, big boy? My name is Drell. All right. And you, Horns? Armos. Okay, okay. Who do you know in Dilmore? We actually don't know anyone. We were just asked by someone to take them to Dilhorn. Yeah, our boy Duncan. From Gila? Y yeah. What, do you know him? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but, uh, but I know him. I know him. We're, he's like my best friend. Well, I haven't heard of you before if he's your best friend. Well, we just met and hit it off, you know, and he's already my best friend. So, hey, what what could I say? All right, all right. So, Duncan told us to to bring these to this town south of us that we're on blanking on the name. 
It's called dildo. It's called dildo. I think it's dillhorn. I'm pretty sure. I wrote it down. Oh, good. Oh, I wrote dildo. Am I wrong? Rigel says it's Dillmore. It's Dillmore. What do you guys have head dents? It's Dillmore. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Dillhorn. All right. Yeah. Anyways. But we were worried about the red guard uh, that's uh, there. You probably, if you know Duncan, you maybe know about them as well. So we were trying to come this way to kind of lead him off the scent. And we got jumped by some frog feces throwing, I don't know what but uh, yeah i know those fish people very well yeah well yeah, it's good that you they're great they're yeah great they're the time. murdering ones the ones you were shacked up with yeah they were the murdering koatoas here uh so well, well they got murdered so it's I, okay. I saw or you were watching us i caught the end of it oh that was you in the bushes wasn't it uh no i was actually in the tree when you say uh you were the one in the bush she she makes like a little like slight to it and she then she goes like so do you do you not know how long that thing was tracking you for? Um, what thing? You something else was looking at you that wasn't one of these Koatoas here, and I haven't seen that thing here before. But the way it was looking at you, it was kind of obvious that it's been following you around for a while. I'm guessing it has to do with these blood shards. Uh, usually anything that tries to follow people around, yeah, I'm going to assume it's with those blood shards. That thing might have taken our blood shards, guys. Yeah. How many did you have? Uh, Armos, how many do we have? Yeah, uh, Armos, how many do we have again? <laughs> I only lost one, but Armos, how many did you lose? Yeah, you were, you were holding it, so uh, <laughs> uh, it was about like a bag full, like you probably think it was about like half a pound worth. I was gonna say, I didn't think we actually got it like a full number though. But, no, it, yeah. an individual count, no, but you know, it was like a bag full of shards, about half a pound worth. Yeah, Armos lost a whole bag. I, I actually only lost one, so it's not as bad. I don't, I don't think I had any on me. You know what? I still have one, and I hold up my book and point to, point to it. You dirty dog. She looks at the book. Ooh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Now what? Come on there, DM. What do you got? She, <laughs> she takes a step back looking at the book and very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable by it, and she's like, whoa. Where did you get something like that? A blood whale and, I don't know, some Red Sea, a giant fort. I don't know. I was dreaming and I woke up with it. She's looking at you like you have three heads. I mean, I have two. Do you see this rabbit sitting here that's talking? You got a duck that's talking? What? <laughs> a dream? I can't pull a book out does of Does she of? see Reginald? She Everyone can now, right? She does not. I was going to say, yeah, no. Oh. I was going to say, we only saw him because Duncan didn't see him. She goes, she goes rabbit? Yeah, this rabbit right on his shoulder here. This guy. Uh-huh. Just looking at the shoulder and it's like, okay, right, sure, rabbit, uh, yeah. She so thinks we're Dr- fucking crazy. Drell Drell looks and he goes, uh, so anyways, um, so you, so you live here, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. I protect this forest to, to some extent. So you said you lost your shards, and I'm assuming you lost those shards after you escaped from that camp? That's correct. No, before we escaped from the camp. I mean, we don't know when we lost him, okay? Yeah. We we woke up with goop on our eyes. We got our stuff back. We ran away. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now we don't have the shards. Okay. So they probably went through your stuff and then took them because that's what these fish guys do here. They probably taken your shards to the to the sacred grounds. So they were probably, it's a good thing that you fought them off because they were probably going to kill you. They were the mean ones. I mean, I wasn't in that much of danger. They were trying to cook me, but the other two guys, whew. Somebody give me a perception check. Who's good at the perception? Not me. Wisdom. I got it. I got <laughs> it. I, I got it. Are you sure? Yeah. It's a 15. 
All right. You hear some fishy noises in the bushes, like you hear some fishy noises in the bushes, like they're over here. Oh god damn it! Not again. <laughs> we gotta move. We gotta move. So Kara goes. So Kara goes closer. Goes. Follow me. Stay close. Stay low. She notions over to the duck. The duck goes honk, nods his head, and they start booking it, but in a low crouch stance. They're not fully. They're not doing a full sprint, but they're moving pretty quick. All right, I follow. You follow? Okay, so everyone's yeah, going to follow along. All right, so you guys yeah. start moving, and you st still start hearing some fishy noises, but nothing seems to be coming at you just yet. Everybody make me a acrobatics check. Actually, no, I don't want to make an acrobatics check. Uh, oh, what check do God. I want to make? What, what check? <laughs> Hold on. I want to get a good check for this. <laughs> <laughs> what about athletics? Uh, that's the one I want. Make me an athletics check. Yeah. Uh, 16. Because <laughs> I have a plus three to athletics. Oh, athletics is strength. Dang. I got a two. Fuck, Great, dude. I was so <laughs> close to a nat 20, but I got a five. So wait, my strength is minus one. Does that mean I rolled a yes. one? Yes. <laughs> Armos and Drell, you guys are actually trailing behind. Nothing is coming at you just yet, but they are getting some headway and you might lose them if you keep this pace going. You two still start hearing some fishy noises and some ruffling in the bushes. Uh, it looks like they're on your trail, but they're not in your immediate area. Uh, but you definitely know that they're there. So as you're going through, you guys are going to go another couple of yards, and you guys are going to make me another check. It's just, We're just making athletic checks, right? Yes. Yeah, I got so, 19. You I got, got 19. nine. Nine? Okay. Almost? Seven. Seven. So you guys are still lagging behind, but like, and you can still just see them and try to see where they're going. You stop hearing fishy noises. Armos and Draw, I want you both to roll me a d20. Let me know who has the lower number. Can I do something instead? Uh, first, I want you to make me this roll right. real quick. And then, Minus, I want you to give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, so I got a 13. Out. You got a 13? Uh, almost. What did you get? I got a... Sorry. I rolled a four, but minus one's three. <laughs> no, no. This wasn't an athletic check. This is just a raw D20 roll. Yeah, it's a four. Okay, you got a four. Okay, you got a four, you got a 13. So something's about to happen almost. Uh, Menace, what is your perception check? Eight. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, uh, great. Ooh, nat 20. <laughs> All right. There you go. So Menace, you miss this obvious, not so obvious trap, but you trip over and it tumble onto the floor. But what you notice is a small thin wire that you tripped over the way the the moonlight kind of hits the string it it shines in a weird way that it wouldn't be a wire you look closer and it's actually silk you can tell that this is probably maybe spider silk oh kara looks at you and goes we should really get going right now wait before can i do something real quick yes can i like hit the trap with like throw a stone at it or how close are the guys so you could probably tell that they're about 30 feet away from you because you guys aren't sprinting. Okay, they're they're probably already going to have to deal with shit anyway, so I'm going to, I don't think yelling is going to do too much bad here. So I'm just going to yell at them to watch out for this trap and put like a stick marker for where it is. All right, so you guys know it's there. <laughs> uh, so back to Armos and Drell, when you come to this point, you would definitely see the sticky laid out. Yeah. But Armos, you look on your shoulder, the one that Reginald is not on, and Reginald is chattering his teeth, looking at the other shoulder, kind of like he's like a little scared. He's like, uh, 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 uh. you look over, there's a huge spider on your shoulder. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is going to take a bite at you. 
so it misses the bite it like gnaws on your armor it's like like it try to bite through your armor that you have on your shoulder everybody roll me initiative i'm gonna go from there i got a seven seven i got a four again dude I got nine. I swapped my D20s. I, I, I was <laughs> rolling that one so fucking bad already, dude. I can't I can't deal with that right now. Spider gets a two. The spider on me gets a two. That thing gets a five. Damn right. I'm going to squash that thing. Wait, what's that thing? Uh, we'll get. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> and then Kara gets a 13. Cool. All right. So going from the top, Kara, it's Kara's initiative with 13. She looks at Menace and goes, we need to get your friends and get out of here right now otherwise we're gonna be into a big big problem yeah just tell me what i gotta do i'll help let's you out go. all right let's go back she starts going towards uh back to the guys uh if you're following along are you following along with her yeah you're actually the next initiative so she goes over she starts uh walking back to the group and you see that she's taking very careful steps uh more careful than it was before um trying to stay off the ground a little bit and trying to hop from like logs that are falling or like rocks and things like that rather just walking on like the grass or the dirt you start noticing that above you there's a lot of little spiders you're probably in the middle of a spider's nest or approaching one pretty quickly do i notice that the spider's on our most shoulder you can see yes you can see it uh, i think first things first i'm just gonna take out my sling and try and launch a stone at the spider to get it off sure absolutely roll hit if he misses does he hit armos <laughs> Since right next to well, now that you mentioned it, well, I got a nine. <laughs> yeah, it whizzes right past it. It was a close. It was like it was a close miss, but the slingshot goes right past the spider. All right, I tried, and then uh, <laughs> I kind of want to use my bonus action to throw a, a throwing axe at him. <laughs> can you do? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, I can because it's technically it. a second attack. But... Roll a hit. Uh, but should I do that? <laughs> Is Armos gonna be okay? <laughs> Don't roll a one. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. I got a uh, sixteen. Hits. The axe. Boom! Hits. It hits the spider. <laughs> the spider goes flying with the axe and then goes into a tree. As the spider's just cut in half as it goes down. When you see that spider hit the tree with the axe that gets stuck in it, you see a bunch of spiders start coming down from the trees and the ground you can count roughly 30 spiders advancing towards you guy from the direction you just threw that axe with that it's going to go to drell's um, turn okay so i don't know if this is going to work you can go ahead and let me know but for my action i want to pull out the alchemy jug call oil on it coat my axe in oil and or at least the the top of it and then light it on fire is for my action so then like the oil, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a flame that I can like swing around and like try to fight off the spiders with. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, Will that give but, him an advantage on intimidation? Okay. I was thinking about this. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's it's kind of oh. cool. So I'm just going to fucking go oh, for it. It's a cool idea. Oh, I'll allow it. I'll 100% allow it. I oh, fuck. He, looked, he just looked some. Okay, cool. So I do that. So then the other thing I will do is for my bonus action, I'm going to use just because I think he might be getting fucked up here shortly. I'm going to use rally on Armos, which just gives him a temporary HP. So it's a 1d8, which is six plus my charisma modifier, which is zero. So uh, Armos just has six additional uh, HP points right now. Wow, that's super. What? <laughs> Make me a perception check, Joe. 
as you're closer to this uh, uh, situation as the others are? I must be so close. I don't see anything because I got a six. Awesome. You know that there's a buttload of spiders uh, <laughs> approaching, uh, approaching you from above and on the floor. It is going to go from Drell to <laughs> the thing. There's a thing that is rustling around in the bushes and it just makes a movement. You from where the spiders were, where it looks like they're coming from, you see a little rustle there, and then you hear a little tick, 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 and that's all you hear. It then goes to Armos's turn. So then all the spiders are above us. Yep, and there's right? some on the floor coming towards you, but they're all coming from the same direction. Perfect. Burning hands in that direction. Oh, okay. So this is a giant cone of fire that goes in front of you up to 15 feet. Yep. And they have to make dexterity saving throws. Creature takes 3d6 of fire damage. If they yeah, Jesus. all 30 of them. Oh all my god, 30 yeah, have to make gonna... individual saves. Good <laughs> I'm going to roll. start rolling. Fire ignites any flammable object in an area that isn't being worn or carried. Awesome. So all them spider webs too. Awesome. I love it. You describe how you're doing this motion right now. I start uh, waving my hands as the spell says, and then with uh, rock star-like fingers up in the air, I shoot out a cone of flame that to every, uh, to the direction of the. the spell. <laughs> Reginald's like amping up, he's like, yeah, yeah, fire, 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 <laughs> and you shoot out this giant cone of flame. The only reason why I'm not rolling is because they're all dead regardless because they all spiders just have one <laughs> HP. You light up this 15 foot area. What just awesome cone of flame. It burns all these spiders up. You hear these terrible spider streaks like wee, 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 wee. everything that's able to catch fire in front of you does. You see some burning logs. The fire isn't spreading because this is magical fire, uh, but you still see some stuff on fire and all the webs, like the thin line of webs, you now see all of them and you realize there's a lot more. You notice a lot more than uh, previously examined. There's actually, a, you see that's like, they're all coming from the same direction. They're all on fire, but they don't go away. Um, but you see all the individual web streaks on fire and they're actually all coming from the same direction. But you notice that the direction is actually changed. It's not going towards you. It's actually coming from your right side. Now, all the webs seem to meet at one point with that amazing burst of flame and an amazing round with a fiery round. It is now going to go. Uh, well, it was going to be the spider's turn, but they're all dead. <laughs> they're all burned to a crisp. That's great. And now it's going to go back up to Kara's turn. Kara's going to look around. She's amazed by the fire. She's also a little taken back because you kind of just almost lit her whole home on fire. She goes, that was awesome. That was great. Please don't do that again. No promises. She goes, we still, we still need to get going because the real threat isn't here yet. And she looks around. She makes a perception check. Uh, she failed it. She got a four. She she's just looking around. She goes, "We need to get." Going. I'm also looking around. <laughs> <laughs> Menace uses his big old nose and smells something. So yeah. she she takes out her bow, knocks an arrow back. Her duck kind of goes back to back with her, and they start moving the direction they were originally moving before slowly, trying to watch out for any webs. It's gonna go to Menace's turn. Hey, uh, Menace, you got your, your spider senses tingling, or uh, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> can I can I do any sort of like tracking check on those webs to see if I know if something's close by? 
Yes. So I'm going to let you make an investigation check. Nice. Okay. <sighs> I'll let you make it a, uh, an advantage, but this one's going to be slightly higher because this is technically not in your uh, favorite beast category, but very similar. Right. I got a 15. You know exactly what you're dealing with. You're dealing with an Edercap. An Edercap is a humanoid spider that tends to feed and watch over spiders the way a shepherd oversees a flock of sheep. They tend to prey on everything. They, with prejudice, they don't... That'd be without prejudice, I think. Did I say with prejudice? Without prejudice? Yes. They feed without <laughs> prejudice. Excuse me. <laughs> Edercaps feed without prejudice and will hunt and will prey on anything that gets caught in their webs. You also know that they're deep. Uh, they live deep within forests and looking around, you are definitely deep within one. I definitely like... I say to Kara, hey, Kara, I've seen these webs before. I'm guessing you, uh, you've probably run into some Edercaps before. She looks at you and goes, yeah, uh, we need to go. You know, yeah. uh, as as a ranger about Edercaps, that these are dangerous things. Like, you really don't want to come face to face with one. Maybe we could kill this thing, but I really don't want to fuck around with an Edercap right now. I think we we better skedaddle, okay? Sounds good. Kara, lead the way. So, Car so Kara's already made her move. Uh, are you doing anything else on your turn? I have my javelin out now, I would say. I get my javelin out. I'm preparing yeah. just to make sure that... If something comes, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. So what you can do, you can totally make an attack. Uh, you can ready an action, and when, yeah, exactly. so when something comes into your view, you can take that opportunity to make an attack on their turn if something will try to attack you, or the second gets in range. That's the idea, and I'm just following Kara wherever she goes. So now it's gonna move to the Edercap's turn. On its last turn, it did a movement, and from what Minus knows is that the webs actually come and are connected to the Edercap, and it actually gave away his position. He's going to make an attack. He's going to make a ranged web attack. He's going to hit. Let's roll D4. Let's see who we see who he attacks. Armos, you're one. Drell, you're two. Minus, you're three. Kara is four. Hit me. Hit me. Uh, it is <laughs> Minus. So, Minus, you get, you see from the bush, it sticks out its ugly purple spider looking face. It takes out its long arms. It has like long spider arms. Uh, it only has two, and it goes, bleak, 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 and it shoots a web at you. It's going to see if it hits. 17. Um, it hits, but my question is, does it just do damage? So on hit, you get restrained by webbing, and you have to make a DC strength check of an 11 to escape the webbing. Because you write it in action, I'll let you do that right now. Are we just saying I threw it as he popped out? I want to make you pass the strength check first, because he got the, because uh, uh, it was his attack, okay. yeah. So you have to beat an 11. Oh, I got a uh, 20, so. 20, you break out of that like a <laughs> Superman, like a super cow, like super minotaur. You break out of that web, you laugh at that web. You go, roll a hit. Well, that's in that one. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. Really? Wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I get to reroll that because of my halfling ability. You roll luck. Yeah, you have luck. Woo! He's a minotaur. Hey. He's a tiny creature. He has Dude, luck. I'm super glad you remember that. <laughs> I got, I'm not going to lie. I forgot. All right. I got a... Uh, so I got 19. Yo, it hits him. You hit him with his dumb spider chest. Let's roll for damage. Ooh, nice. So I got, so I got 10. Okay. That's piercing damage. How far is he away from me? He's about 20 feet, 25 feet. Oh, and then... And then I run up to him and slash at him with a bonus action. Since they're both simple weapons, I slash at him with my other hand axe. Sure. Roll hit. Oh, baby. That's a 19. Yeah, you slash right across at him. So he is a little ways up, but you slash at him with your axe right across the chest where his where the javelin got stuck. So you're able to take your javelin back at the same time. Oh, hell yeah. So that's uh 12. I'm sorry? 12. Hit him with 12 points of damage, and he looks at you like... 
make little, like angry spider noises at you. And there you go. That's my turn. 12 points of damage. Nice. I feel great. Now it goes to almost his turn. No. Oh, no. Oh, Drell. Why do I keep fucking this up? It goes to Drell's <laughs> yeah, turn. Dude, what the fuck? You I'm should really sorry. write this down, Joe. Yeah, you should really <laughs> write this down to know this. <laughs> um, okay. And just because I love asking you questions. Yeah, do, ask away. Ask away, do, bud. Do I get any cool little, uh, you know, damage bonus for my fiery axe against this uh, spider? I mean, it is fire, so. He is not weak to fire that I know of. You know what? Just a plus well, one. Yeah, like a plus, <laughs> plus one yeah, fire damage? Yeah, like, that's all I'm asking. You know, like, it's on fire. All it has right, to do more damage. Just, get just a plus in there, one like, to damage because it's on fire. You fucking you guys. You know, I, I give you an inch and you guys take a mile. You guys will I'm drive a hard bug. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, okay, all right. You know, you're binding my hands. And, you know, you're shackling okay, me up so, here. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So Drell's going to look at the spider. <laughs> Uh, attack menace and he's gonna be super stoked and he's gonna be like hell yeah let's fucking do this and he's gonna <laughs> run towards it and he's gonna take it and swing at it and fuck he's gonna roll a quick math that is a 10 to hit miss fuck just shit. barely you just barely miss he like moves his head out of the way makes more angry spider noise that you like <laughs> Basically called you a bitch and spider. Uh, Minus knows that. Oh, uh, I know spider, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. So now it will then go to Armos's turn. Can I find a tree that I can use as cover? Absolutely. Yeah, there's trees all around you. There's bushes. There's logs. You can definitely uh, find some cover. Perfect. All right. So I look around, see some cover, duck into it, and then... Within range of my Eldritch Blast skill. So, casting my Eldritch Blast from behind a tree. Sure. All right. You are now behind full cover because there's thick trees all around. You just, you go and spring into action. You get into a cool battle stance. You run behind a tree. Like 007, you take out your little finger gun. You shoot an Eldritch Blast. Out. Did I hit that on the, I hit that on the head? Bang, bang. Bang, bang, baby. Roll a hit. Uh, rolled an 18. That hits. And plus three. That's 11 okay. points of damage to his dumb spider-looking face. And he gets knocked back. He gets knocked back. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, okay. that's what I was trying to figure out. So he gets knocked back 10 feet. You hit him with the algae blast in his dumb little face. He gets knocked back. So now you can see his like full form. Because a lot of it was like kind of hiding in bushes. He looks like a giant hulking humanoid-like spider. He only has two arms and two legs. He's pretty fat. He's very purple. His head is, he has like a long neck and he has like a tiny-ish head, but the, the face is very spider-like. Like he has two big eyes. He has like a bunch of little smaller eyes and he has two large talons. Your That is your last turn. So now it's going to go back up to initiative 20 because now something happens on initiative 20. All the webs that you guys have been seeing are actually connected to the Edder cap and they're coming from his navel. They're coming from his belly button. And along those, you see, not coming out of his belly button, but now you notice on the spider webs, on initiative 20, is five more little spiders now coming to the combat. So now it goes down to 13, which is Kara's initiative. So Kara's going to take an uh, take her arrow that was already knocked back. She aims it. She looks like she's like taking a second to really get her shot, and she fires. She hits the cap right in the shoulder, taking... 
uh, eight points of damage to the editor cap. The editor cap, uh, looking at it, like trying to rip the uh, arrow out of his shoulders. Like <laughs> this editor cap is actually looking really messed up. It is now going to go down to Minus. Minus' initiative. Whoa, 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 whoa. Minus, whoa. what are you doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's one person that did not attack. What? Uh, Mr. Duck. Oh! No, the duck does the not duck. make a... <laughs> the duck did not make a... a the turn. duck attacked me. Like, you better start bonking and quacking. <laughs> who did I miss? The duck did not make a turn. Yo, if he's wearing a red bandana, he's better be in this fight. Oh, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. All right. Anyways, um, I'm going to use as a bonus action spell. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark nice. on this guy. So he is now marked. Um, and hopefully I hit it with my axe that I'm about to swing at it. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't have advantage on attack. So dang. All right. Oh, well, that is a 19. So <laughs> hell yeah. Yo, go ahead. Roll for damage. Oh my gosh. All right. So that is uh, 18. 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I thought you guys were weak. Holy crap. You Okay, finish him. Oh, hell yeah. I, uh, with my, I'm going to say because I'm so small, I chuck and roll, get behind him, cut at the back of his legs so he falls. And as he's falling, slam down my axe on his neck and cut his head off. Absolutely. Go ahead and paint that picture for me. Well, I just did. <laughs> All right. So you wanted to make a little bit. All right. Yeah. So you go behind him. You tuck and roll. You do a little. Fl -fl 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 -fl. You go behind him. You turn around in a cool 360 motion, slashing at his legs. He goes down to his knees that you just cut up and you just take your axe. You slam it into the back of his dumb spider looking head. I hate spiders, by the way. And you completely decapitate him. This was actually a way for Tony to get his rage out on spiders. Was mm. this, uh... I appreciate that moment. Thank you. He how many times? He, how many times did Minus yell parkour while he was doing that? Though? Parkour, parkour, par parkour. It's the real question. Uh, I think three, three times. Nice, <laughs> hell yeah, awesome. You guys kill the editor cap, and now these spiders that were kind of attached to his flangy spider web things just kind of fall to the floor from like the vibrations that this editor cap was getting from being attacked. And I'll let I'll just say that you guys just kind of step on them and finish it off. Right. I pull my javelin out, like out of his uh, chest, and I'm I'm kind of like ticked off at the situation because I just want to get out of here. I'm like, all right, guys, let's go. Come on. All right. So you guys just finish up that combat. You guys are out of combat now. And just like me, Kara's looking at you pretty impressed because I thought you guys would have a harder time in that fight. I'm not going to lie. Well, now that we know how to play the game, yeah. we're pretty good <laughs> at it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Armos's fire hands, burning hands. Did not see that coming. That did was not, awesome, did not dude. Account for that. Yeah. Did not account for that. You know, you know, Drell did this cool thing where he lit his axe on fire, and he just <laughs> fucking missed and contributed nothing, and he's, like, super embarrassed, so he kind of just looks around. He's like, yeah, uh, a great teamwork, guys. Great job. He, after leveling up to three, he actually goes back down to two because he feels so embarrassed. Yeah. Can, we say, can we say on that swing, because of the fire... I thought he actually hit, and I'm like, that was an awesome hit with your axe back there. All right, let's get going. Yeah, he's so embarrassed, he's, like, not going to correct him. He's just going to, like, let Minus definitely think he helped. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So good. It's now two fights. Drell has just done nothing. I was asleep during the other one, and I just fucking whiffed, and nothing got back to me. Love it. 
Uh, Kyra just looks at you, looks at the duck, looks at you guys, going, okay, all right, you guys know your stuff. Cool. Let's keep going this way. So you guys are now following Kyra. You don't hear any more noises around you. Um, you can confirm that those spiders probably scared off whatever fish folk were following you around. Are we going back for the cart and the horse? Uh, you're not sure where the destination is going. You're just following Kara at this time. And you guys are kind of just following behind her. Uh, she's like making, she's like looking at some trees, looking at things around her, kind of making sure you guys aren't being followed. The duck is just kind of hopping from like log to log to rock to just avoiding the dirt floor. Um, kind of kind of in a jubilant manner. It's like honk, 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 honk. Quank, honk, quank, quank, honk, honk, quank. Okay. Anyways, right. so, so you guys are following I, yeah. along. Yeah. So I lick my finger and I stick it up in the air and I, I I get a sense of which ways the wind's blowing and so I ask the question: Where the hell are we? Where are we going? What are we doing? To uh, Kara. Kara stops, looks at you, and uh, she goes, "Well, we're gonna go to my home." And that is, are we close? Yeah, we're not too far away. We're not too far away. Just try to stay close. Make sure you don't get lost. All right. Are we going to run into more spiders? Anything like that that we need to be ready for? If you keep distracting, maybe we might. All right. All right. right. I'm I'm just going to sit back here. The duck looks at you and goes, I point to the duck in a a menacing way, like I'm about to send Reginald on him. (laughs) You do like the eye thing. We point (laughs) at his eyes and back at him and back at you. (laughs) Yeah. Look at me. (laughs) Look at me. I don't don't like this duck. (laughs) Yeah. You think he's cool with a bandana or something? I know. Hey, almost. Yeah. Uh, unrelated. Think I could get a bandana? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I love one. I think that would be really cool. You're going to get that bandana. Okay. We're going to take his <gasps> bandana. Damn right. Oh, that's awesome. That's metal. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, is there anything you guys want to ask about while we're following Carol along through this dark, dreary forest? Obviously not. She has to pay attention. I mean, to me, you know, like how my day's going. Um, I ask her what the duck's name is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at you and uh, the duck seems like gets like a little quack smile. Like, quack. Right. It's like, oh, uh, his name is Norris. Norris. Nice to meet you, Norris. Quack, quack. He please takes out his wing. He goes to, like shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, shake it back. Quack, 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 quack. Drell walks past all of them and continues, and now he's immediately behind Kara. <laughs> all right. She goes, oh, okay, all right, you're, you seem friendly. <laughs> as they keep going through the forest. So as you guys are making your way through the forest, it is still, of course, still nighttime. You think it's probably like earlier in the evening rather than late at night. The trees that are filled with gloom and are dreary and hanging over, you start noticing uh, random patches of like lush green. And every couple of feet or so is like a small patch of grass that actually looks normal. Some of the trees like have some healthier branches than the other uh, and you notice that it starts becoming a little more lively the more you continue on to this path. It's still mostly gloomy. You guys walk for about another solid hour or so, and now you are back in that lush green forest. You start hearing sounds of flowing water, but in the distance, you actually hear a waterfall. She turns back to you guys, and she goes, we're just over this little hill right here. You go upon the hill, and there's like this nice blue lake 
and the moon's just kind of hit in the lake like ever so softly and gently it is like a half moon tonight you could see its reflection in the water surrounding it is like a bunch of bushes but like a kind of the pond kind of goes up into a hill where you see the waterfall coming down like about 30 40 feet up from where the lake is is where the waterfall is crashing down into the lake and then it goes down it's kind of gentle it's not like a a rapid waterfall it's like a something you'd find in like a nice caribbean island or something like that it's pretty gentle waterfall it's not like making white river rapids or anything like that she points with her left hand to like a tree line and you guys like looking you just see a bunch of trees and then you notice that there's a house in one of the trees and it's almost like as you're looking at her little house like you look away for like half a second and it takes you a minute to find the house again it's like your eye doesn't want to look directly at it it's like looking at like a 3d cube but you don't know which side is actually looking at you so it's like your eyes are always like distracted by the trees around it that's how well camouflaged this house is almost you definitely sense with arcana that there's something special about this place you're sensing some magic and it doesn't seem like evil magic at all it actually it kind of calms you a little bit she starts walking along the side of the lake and you guys follow her along so as you're walking along the trees are nice you hear some nice uh you start hearing like giggles but like light playful giggles as if there's like children playing in the distance but as you look around you don't see any children you don't see any like elves or humans or kids around but you do hear like little laughter coming just from behind you and every time you go to look you just see like a little light escaping your eye kind of like when you rub your eyes too hard and you see that little squiggly line it's just like always at the edge of your eye the more you look around whenever you hear a laugh Kara starts going from rock to rock and then starts climbing a tree and the tree that she starts climbing you notice that actually has little foot inserts very slightly but so like other people who aren't good at climbing trees could probably have a good foot advantage here she goes yeah so we climb up here and we're gonna hop along and then we're gonna go to my house she starts climbing the tree the duck starts jumps on her back and goes up with her when you finally climb the tree about 10 to 15 feet up you see like little tiny ropes hanging like this is something that you can grab onto to maintain your balance as you're walking from tree to tree you see as you get closer to the house, it's actually beautiful elven wood. It's like as if somebody built a house on the floor and stuck it into a bunch of trees. It's nice and brown and lush. It blends in perfectly, but it also has like a nice veranda wrapped around it where you can sit on uh, the porch and like look out into the forest. It has an amazing view over the lake below. Almost as a tiefling, you're more, you're probably the most familiar with elven lifestyles. Not that you're buddy buddy with them, but you can tell that like somebody very talented built this house here. You could also tell that the house itself is magical, which is probably why when you try to look at it, your eye wanted to look away from it, kind of like maybe a hidden spell or like a camouflage spell to give it that extra layer of protection here. You walk into this house and it opens up to like a big foyer. The floor looks once again, very beautiful. It has like this elvish design to it. There is a fireplace in the center of the room is a nice round table with some fruit, like a fruit bowl on it. There's some plants that are in their own pots. It looks like each pot of plant looks different as if maybe they're used like ingredients, but it's plants that you've definitely haven't seen around the forest here. They look pretty unique and foreign to the environment around it. There's like rugs on the floor, but you could tell like immediately like these are fake rugs. Like they're not actually made from 
real animal skin. You hear the sounds of fire crackling from the pit, but you look up, it's actually not, a, there's no chimney where smoke would come out of. So you can tell like this might be a magical fireplace of some kind where it kind of just has like a warm, a warmth to it. You see Norris, the duck, duck Norris hops off her back, walks and takes a seat at the table. Uh, one of the chairs has like a bunch of like, has like a cushiony pillow on it. You can tell that's that's his chair. That's where he sits. Uh, and he kind of just like honk, sits down and he's like nestles into it. And he like, his neck elongates. He, does a, he does a big stretch with his wings and goes, <laughs> instantly passes out, starts snoring. Yeah, now's your time. Now's your time, Jared. Kara turns around, faces you guys, and goes, uh, uh, welcome to my home. She starts taking her bow off and like hanging it up uh, and starts to get more comfortable. She goes, make yourself at home. Welcome. You're free to sit, take a rest. What are you guys doing? I, uh, I immediately just sit down and almost pass out myself because it's just been such a long day. I go sit down in the chair. Okay. These chairs are like big, comfy red chairs, but around like a dinner table, which is kind of weird. So there's definitely a design of comfort here rather than uh, etiquette. I'll roll a constitution throw to stay awake. I think I succeeded. It was an 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Minus, make me a perception check. That's uh, a 16. Nice. Okay. This is a pretty low one anyway. You look around, you notice that she has a bow. You may have already caught this before, but she definitely practices the same craft that you do this is a ranger she has a lot of bows you see all these arrows you see a table where she's making new arrows and she has like her own little like at home fletcher station um you can tell that all the fake rugs on the floor aren't made from real animals so she probably cares about them very deeply you know elves are kind of like one with nature so already you kind of feel like this connection with her uh when i see this my ears perk up my, my ears like go high and i uh i'm like a kid in a candy shop i run over to all this stuff i'm like oh my gosh you have a you have a flint head arrow with uh like uh whatever like the best feathers are i'm like naming all the stuff on all her gear <laughs> and like ooing and awing over her gear she gets she first she gets like defensive she goes give me that yeah, these are Flint Arrow 3000 Extremes with a feather-like bow-like action with extra grip on the knock. And she's like goes into all these crazy details about arrows and you find out that she's actually like an arrow nut. She loves bows. She with a three-quarter recurve on the top. Oh, I always wanted one of those. Those are so cool. Lighted, fitted tip for extra flight and longer distance. You guys just start hitting it off and talk like real nerd stuff about arrows. It's great. Uh, Armos, Drell, what are you two doing? So the duck is sitting at his chair. So they are distracted at this point. Is that correct? <laughs> I know. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> this has got to be an advantage. Okay. What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm a man of my word, and I told Reginald I was gonna get that bandana. <laughs> <laughs> Now seems like the perfect opportunity. <laughs> Go ahead and make me a stealth check. With advantage? Uh, <laughs> it advantage? Yeah, you know what advantage is against sleep. Yeah, sure. Oh my gosh, and it's an extra quarter inch thick, so that makes it really stable. And oh my I got, gosh. I got a 14 on my first one. And a 7 on my second one. Uh... Yeah, this, this thing's asleep. You take his bandana. Tuck it into my uh, back pocket so that it 
you Reginald instantly goes into your back. He's like trying to put it on. He's like, he's like, oh, this is fucking sweet. He puts it on. He's trying to put it on in your pocket. So, question. I don't know how this is going to work. So, they can't see Reginald. Mm-hmm. So, if he wears something, is it floating? Guess we have to cross that bridge when we get to it. Oh, shit. All right. I give Menace the the look like the job is done, and I, I kind of give him the, you don't have to keep nerding out on the arrows anymore. <laughs> I have no idea what he's doing that to because I was so distracted. I just give him like a finger gun with a shrug. <laughs> I don't finger gun back because my spell would go off. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we probably finished up talking and I, I kind of get myself together. And I say, we uh, we really need to figure out how to get those blood shards back. Is there any way you can help us? We're not trying to do anything malicious with them, I promise. We just, we're trying to help out uh, Duncan. You know him, right? Uh, yeah, he com- he has come here a few times before. Um, if he's trying to send you to that town, he probably knows that um, that was pro- this is probably the best way. But, it, you know, the forest hasn't been the same in the last couple of months. Um, some stuff has been going down. I doubt anybody outside of the forest really knows why what's happening <sighs> she takes a deep sigh there are problems going on with the Koatoa tribes here and there's an outside force messing with them and taking advantage of them so she so she sits down she goes take a seat there are only three chairs here do I have to pull up another chair yeah you can pull up a box <laughs> or something you fucks <laughs> <laughs> They're grabbing blood shards. Okay, let me let me backpedal a little bit. So there's three, there's there's a few tribes out here. There's three major tribes, and you dealt with the murderous one. It's bad luck, I guess, on your part. But there's a few tribes here, and some months back, don't know how they got here because we're nowhere near the ocean. Marrow started to show up here. Um, they're like snake-like people, very fishy, and they're scary, and they started bullying these. Koatoa is here, pretending that they're here from their God just to help spread a message or, you know, their judgment day is upon them and taking advantage of their religious fish beliefs. They're trying to get their hands on these blood shards and they've taken refuge in the sacred ground within the forest. And they trick these Koatoa to bring them food and blood shards for whatever reason. I'm not too sure about that, but they're looking for all these blood shards they can get from people that happen to be passing by, jumping them, killing them, and then bringing them to the marrow. And ever since the marrow showed up, uh, the water supply started getting tainted, and it starts, it's starts. it been killing the forest from the inside out ever since. Minus is just crying, listening to the story. <laughs> just so sad about like all these creatures. <laughs> The marrow, Armos, you can give me a history. Uh, you can give me an intelligence check to see if you know what they are, but you with advantage. 20. You know exactly oh. what the marrow are. The second you heard marrow, like, oh, snap, like, why, why are the marrow here? We're nowhere near water. So the marrow haunt coastal waters, preying on fisher folk, mere folk, and any other edible creature that crosses its path. They also worship the demigorgon. They are fish-like people. They have humanoid-like upper bodies with like a mermaid-like tail for legs, but they move around like snakes. They use harpoons. They're not so intelligent, but they are maliciously evil and they will kill on sight. Are they after people? bloodstones or all of it the the fish folk around here bring whatever happens to come into the forest to them as like a tribute to them 
all these tribes worship the blittle bloop and the only reason why there's different tribes is because they all believe in different versions of the blittle bloop it's absolutely outrageous they all think that they have their own way and they're willing to kill each other over it for the true form of the blittle bloop it's really wild when we were entering the forest we saw a tower in the middle of this forest and then we off to the side we saw what looked like one would say a hole crater something along those lines so when you mention the crater to her she gets really sad and she just looks at you and say yeah that's that's thalor's crater what happened there well thalor was my home city and uh well it's no longer there anymore you know that name thalor you actually get a reoccurring flashback from a flashback we said a few sessions back. Remember how I said you were walking through an alley with a couple of cloaked hooded figures and you looked in a bag and there was a bunch like a red glowing light as if you maybe got uh, a bunch of shards off of some shady folk in a town? You remember that you got that. That took place in Thalor. When you got those shards and from the events that took place where Reginald came to be weren't too far apart. If anything, it was just a few weeks maybe within like the same two week span w what do you mean thalor is gone so you're taken back because you've been there what happened you had to have seen it or heard about it at this point right uh yeah i've s seen it happen how do you not know like uh, thalor has been gone for like like hundreds of years what you know that elves live hundreds of years and everybody that you met, because you haven't met any full-blooded elves, you met some half-elves in passing in Gilo, but you never met a full-blooded elf. This is the first one you've seen. This person was probably around when Acristo was here. I looked puzzled at her and asked more information. What happened with it? She looks at you and sighs and she says, well, I was just a little girl when it happened. Um, I was here in this house. I mean, I guess you don't know who Acristo is? We've heard the stories. When Horatio left with the Christo, uh, it left in like a bang and the bang took the city out. So that event happened around 200 years ago. Oh, a little over 200. Yeah, give or take. Okay, I'm, I, I sit there puzzled and try to wrap my head around it and let the other guys <laughs> ask questions. Menace is just in a pool of his own tears at this point on the table. <laughs> well, uh, you got anything to eat? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh uh, my god! You see I that she it. perks up and she goes, "Yep, yeah, we can make some stuff." Uh, she goes over to the fireplace and there's a pot in there that looks like it was slow cooking some stew. She takes it off. She takes a little sip with a ladle, brings over a giant bowl, fills out the giant bowl, puts it on a table, and it looks like there's a bunch of smaller bowls where you could take from it. It's a nice vegetable, all vegetable stew. I, I, I guess this will do. <laughs> well, while they're doing that. I like go outside and like have a moment and I take uh, Reginald with me All right. and to have a conversation with him, but not in front of the, the other two. You go out into the veranda and everyone just kind of sees you do it and Kyra like looks over it, but doesn't really think twice about it. And you lean over the railing and you're overlooking this beautiful lake and you see you're intaking all this beautiful scenery and Reginald is sitting on the railing of the porch in his sick new headband. He goes, what's eating you, buddy? All right, look, got you this headband. That's right. You're gonna. It's red. I, you know what? Screw that duck. Yeah, screw that duck. I hate those things. I hate those things. Try to get Reginald on my side because I'm gonna have to ask him some <laughs> questions. That <laughs> I hope he gives me something to go off of. What is your first memory of us? Uh, me trying to eat your face. When was that? 
Uh, <laughs> he now has like some watch. It's like, uh, I mean, honestly, it feels like yesterday. Uh, it was yesterday, but I mean, other than yesterday. <laughs> uh, I mean, I met you and then we had that whole spiel in the blood pool, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I ate your friends. They, they tasted pretty good. Sorry in mm -hmm. advance, by the way. I've grown quite fond of you in these last couple of weeks. And uh, I mean, although I don't regret what I did, I, you know, I'm, it was a somber moment. I'm sorry for eating them. You know, as long as you don't not eat these ones, yeah, uh, I kind of I mean, brush it off. I've grown quite accustomed to beef, and uh, your friend over there is looking pretty tasty. He looks at Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I've it, wiped out my tears at this like, point and slop, like, slurping up the stuff. <laughs> mm, fatten up, my little cow. Fatten up. Okay. <laughs> 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 good, 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 good. Mm, delicious, delicious, circulate oh, heifer. No. <laughs> so, I, re I revealed to Reginald that that I was in that town buying the shards so that this all could happen. But that town hasn't existed for 200 years. Well, here's a shot in the dark. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, when that, okay, so that, that rift that, you know, you opened up and we went through, you know, I've been through a, I've been through a bunch of those. I've snatched up my fair share of snacks throughout the years of my many years of life. And uh, I've seen all walks of life and everything like that. And it's quite, I mean, it's possible that maybe the, it's not the time, just timelines. I don't know. You know, maybe like when I open it up, it's just a random time, right? It's just kind of like whatever it needs to be in that moment of time. So maybe when we made that pact and went through the portal that was open, Maybe you didn't take us somewhere, but a sum went in the same spot. Right? Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying, Titans had been, we're sick time travelers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I take in the moment and realize that he's sadly probably right in some weird way. Take a minute and then we'll we'll go Brought back us in to a different time. Hyping up the uh, the time travel stuff. <laughs> so we're gonna get a cart. We're gonna put two big horses and we're gonna go eighty eight horsepower per minute, and then we're gonna go really fast. One point twenty one demon watts. <laughs> I assume Drill and I finish up eating while he's been doing that. I'm talking to Kara now about. Not only staying the night and thanking her for the meal and helping us out, but I start talking to her about uh, what we should do tomorrow. If we need to get those blood shards, we're probably going to need to take care of these Morrow folk, aren't we? You get to fight some badass creatures, Drell, and uh, I get to help Kara save this land. I think that might be our next step. The first steps to healing this forest is getting them out of the, folk, of the central point. So the sacred ground here is a temple that the, the fish folk here have built. Yes, the bloopy blid. The the little bloop. Uh, yes, that's what I said. The, the key thing about this temple is that it sits on the main river that connects all the rivers to the forest. And I think whatever the marrow are doing inside of it, it's definitely corrupting the waters and plaguing the forest. The lake here is the only thing that isn't connected to any of those streams. So uh, how do we how do we get there? What what do we what kind of things should we be doing to prepare for a fight I'm assuming we're going to have to have to get these out. Well, the marrow are not going to... They're going to try to kill you. They're going to probably try to sacrifice you if the Koatoas don't 
So I don't think you'll see any marrow wandering around the forest, but if you follow any one of these streams that you see, and you'll you'll get right to it because they all connect there. So I look at Drell first and foremost because I want to make sure it's good with him. All right, Drell, what do you say? You want to go on another adventure with me? Yeah, that works. But uh, if anyone's going to get shit thrown at him this time, I think it should definitely be you, not me. <laughs> ah, yeah, I'll take the shit tomorrow. Don't you worry. Armos, you're next. Kara laughs. Like, you got hit with that? It's like the most obvious trap to throw in a dookie at you. All right. You know what? I was trying to steer this horse, and uh, so it's a little preoccupied. <laughs> I forgot about the horse. <laughs> 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 that's what i was asking earlier when are we I gonna go back it. to it i'm actually i like drill like he kind of he fucking hates the horse but at the same time he's like kind of worried oh about God. it yeah how far are we from the horse i don't know what happened to it are we like really far we're pretty far we're really deep from the forest um we you got caught by the murderous fish folk right mm -hmm. yeah I, I wouldn't um I wouldn't say that horse made it very far past that point. It probably took the cart too. Damn it. My cart. No. <laughs> I'm down on my knees. No. Yeah, we're definitely going to kill uh, these right? guys. Well, don't try to kill all the fish folk you see. Just, you know, that tribe mm -hmm. is, you know, assholes. We'll figure, the we'll other see. ones aren't as bad. We'll see. Like, there's a few of them out here. She's like, I can talk to you about them if you want to know about the other two tribes. So, real quick, what's the plan for tomorrow like are, is we're just gonna follow one of these streams and then just start blasting can we form a better plan with kara since she probably knows everything what do you got in mind man what do you got in mind so she knows that they all the streams lead there correct? right and correct then, so she basically knows where the thing is mm -hmm. so she, uh so i ask if she can guide us there in the best way possible to get to the the heart of the forest where that building is yeah, so you want her to guide you to the to the temple? Sure, absolutely, she can do that. She she nods and agrees. She goes, "Yeah, I could take you there." That's kind of like my role here is to like kind of protect that temple, not from the marrow, um, because I can't fight all those marrow by myself. But uh, really, from the fish folk here, I try to like make sure they don't learn too much about their god. Um, and she points over to like a bookshelf, and there's a bunch of wet books like these are like like texts that always seem wet despite the fact that they're sitting next to a fire uh it's like yeah there's like a couple of their books right over there but um i make sure they kind of don't know too much about the little blue because that could be a problem why why is that a problem uh if they all have a consensus of what the little bloop looks like the little bloop will come um what what yeah these guys are kind of magical so she she rubs the back of her head she got that big anime sweat drop uh okay so um so i took these books from the temple um so they couldn't know the true form of the blittle bloop because the blittle bloop is not a nice goddess but like when she has enough followers the fish folk here can accidentally summon her if there's enough people who believe in the same image of the blittle bloop <laughs> Uh, we will make sure to, uh, spread the bad word about the little bloop and give them misinformation. Don't you worry. If we see him again, <laughs> I've, I've given them enough information to, you know, misconceive them, but I kind of make sure they don't because we don't want the little bloop to be summoned. And then the little bloop is a giant naked, uh, woman with a squid with a squingeely for a head. Yeah. We don't want that walking around causing havoc. I think we've been under enough stress from evil gods for, you know, a century. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Can, can I just take a second? I love that we're we're spreading misinformation so that a uh, an influencer doesn't get brought into the world. <laughs> I literally thought you're making Blittle Bloop up. No. Yeah. And I nope. I just looked it up and I hate that I just read that. You know what we need to do? We need to have uh, Armos summon his Meesinks. <laughs> and then just convince them all that that's their god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just have them like worship the Meesinks. <laughs> oh my god, it brings up Meesinks. Wee. Did you summon the god yet? Oh boy, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, Jerry. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty shot. Uh, I would like to get to bed. She goes, yeah, you can, uh, you guys can stay the night. We can leave first thing in the morning. I, I mean, this is not going to be an easy trip. If you guys go there, I don't even know. Do you need those exact blood shards? I mean, maybe you can go to one of the other tribes and try to get theirs. If they have any, the other Kotoa tribes. Yeah. There's three of them. The three main ones, the ones you encountered, the murderous ones, uh, the blooper tails, <laughs> the blooper tails. I swear if you're making that name, the blooper tails, the other two are the flooper fins and the glob gills. Wow, you yeah. tried really hard on these names. <laughs> okay, so we have two two ways we can go. We can go and try to just get the blood shards and just peace out. Or I think we need to try and find our our bag because that has the spell so that we can get it past security. And they definitely brought it to the marrow. Mm, probably, yeah. You guys, uh, I found you guys as you were waking up. I mean, they probably already made it there. My bet is, and you know, we've been, we've been walking for a little bit since the encounter from the camp. So yeah, they're probably there. You know what? We can't let Duncan down. That's what I'm saying. I, uh, I wouldn't be able to face Duncan again. My best friend, if, if we didn't get that bag. Yeah. I'm just down to, you know, kill him. So <laughs> also that, <laughs> all right. Um, you know, this chair is pretty comfy. I really don't have any extra beds for you, but you're more than welcome to Make yourself at home here. Yeah, it's already kind of late, so I guess we'll turn it. We'll do first thing in the morning. You happen to have like a shower or something? Because like I'm like still kind of covered in shit, so <laughs> kind of just like <laughs> want to wash that off before tomorrow. Yeah, that pool outside. Can we just jump right in there? Ah, uh, there's the lake right. outside. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> he like walks outside. Oh, I, I follow him because yep, I got. I got so all of you guys go down to the lake. You climb down. Um, when you guys approach the lake, it's like, once again, you feel that calmness. Uh, you feel peaceful. Almost, you still feel a little on edge of how calm you feel. Like, as if there's another worldly presence here that's kind of making you feel uncomfortable. I, I wait for the two of them to go in first because I feel uneasy. Just to make sure that everything's, I'm playing lookout while they're, they're, they're doing their. Yeah. So they, they, them, uh, Minus and Drell go in, they wash themselves off. Uh, I think Minus is probably doing some squirt guns and Drell. You know, Drell pulls a, uh, Mulan and waits for everyone else to get out. And then he goes in by himself. <laughs> I actually didn't go. I was just licking myself back in the treehouse. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you guys can go on, to sleep. I'm an animal. <laughs> you got to go to Yeah, you are. So you guys can go to sleep for the night. <laughs> yeah, we're going to sleep. Then you wash yourself off. Uh, okay, yeah. So you all get to go ahead and make uh, make yourselves at home, right? I try to find some kind of cloth to replace the one that I stole from the duck. 
just so that he doesn't know. <laughs> you go back into the house and Duck Norris is looking right at you as you walk through and he has this, it, it like quickly zooms in on his face. Like as you walk in, like, and he has, his eyes are like filled with fire and rage. And the cinematic he goes, crossbars come down. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why is he staring at Armos? He yeah, know. What? I don't understand. Cuts back to Norris, and you just hear in your head dark opera as it's like, <laughs> you look at him angrily. <laughs> how does what? How does he know? He doesn't know. How would he know? How would he know? They'll never know. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're as long as you're acting normal, you know. He should do a performance check. <laughs> He's gonna know, dude. He'll never know. How would he know? <laughs> Uh, so is everyone going to sleep? Yeah. All right. I'm having Reginald watch watch out for me. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like this lady's house is like pretty safe, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I mean, definitely safe. No, just for the fucking duck, right? Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goes back to him. <laughs> I, uh, I pull my cot out. My uh, I pull my cot out. And, uh, put it next to the fire. So everyone settles down for the evening and you guys are pretty relaxed. So go ahead and get your long rested bonuses. Now everyone goes back up to full. You get your spell slots back. You feel great. If you had broken bones, they're magically healed by eight hours of sleep. This is where the fantasy <laughs> element comes in because I don't know anybody who gets a full solid eight hours. Jared, you also lose those temp hit points. Uh, no. <laughs> I went down wow, What help. a snitch. What a snitch. No, I'm just trying to play right. <laughs> Menace. You're the only one that doesn't get eight hours of sleep tonight. What? You're right. the only one that doesn't get a straight night's sleep. Oh, I had an itch. I woke up and I had to drink water, right? Yeah, you woke up and uh, you scratch your balls. Good. Okay. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and the fire's still crackling beside you. Remember those slight giggles that you heard when you first saw Kara's place? You felt like those flashing lights behind you and everything yes. like that. So you start hearing some of those giggling noises again. But like, that's weird. It's like in the middle of the night. You're hearing these little giggly noises. What are you doing? I shrug it off and go back to sleep and get a full eight hours. Right, you get a full eight hours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely just shrugs it off and thinks he's dreaming at first and tries to go back to sleep. Okay. You start hearing some uh, tussling in the back and it's kind of like waking you up a little bit you're getting like uh, like you, you can't get in that deep sleep because now you're hearing some noises at first you feel a little tickle on your nose Bink. Uh, mom i can clean myself mom stop it mom i can clean myself while your eyes are closed you feel you see like um some as if something's really bright you're closing your eyes in like a really bright room where you see like little pink flesh behind your eyelids and they you feel a little tingle at your nose again. And then a few minutes pass, you feel like you're about to get into that deep sleep again. And then you hear uh, some tumbling, like some wrestling and you hear that giggling again. And then you also hear Reginald get off me. And it's like some rolling around and it's like they're talking to each, um, fighting with each other, whatever was tickling your nose. And Reginald's like, oh, oh, that was a cheap shot. That was a cheap shot right there. And then you hear some more like, <laughs> and then you awake as something hits your chest. Something lands on your chest. Ooh, 
Oh, oh, this, this thing's gonna get it. This thing's gonna get it. So now on your chest, you see Reginald. He gets up. He like dusts himself off. Oh, Reginald's right? on. He's like, he's like rolling up. Reginald, I don't have any hay. Hey, listen, this is not. You go back to bed. This has nothing to do with you. He's rolling up the fur on his arms like sleeves. Like he's getting ready to like fight. Yeah, I like push him off my stomach. Oh, the, <laughs> like onto the ground. He falls onto the floor. It's like, well, what gives, man? Don't worry, team here. Off to the side of you, like just maybe like a foot or two away, kind of like at your foot. You see a pinkish orb and the color kind of flashes from pink to blue to pink to blue very slowly very common hey what's going on reginald are these your friends it's like you this thing just came in here it started uh you know tickling me it started tickling you and like i didn't i don't like to be tickled you know and this thing can i see what these are so yeah make me a wisdom check that's a nat 20. this thing's a pixie by the way, this is my new die, my pumpkin die. The first roll with my pumpkin die is a nat 20. <laughs> the loaded one? It's not what the loaded, the loaded die. so balanced. It's ridiculous. <laughs> nat pumpkin. Nat nice. pumpkin. Let's go. You, uh... All right. He's using his dollar store dice, guys. Don't worry. It's all <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so it's a pixie. It's a pixie. Oh, my God. Reginald, why'd you let pixies in? These things are so annoying. I let pixies in. What the hell is a pixie? That's a pixie? Yes, that's a pixie. They're uh, they're okay. Some of them are okay. I don't mean to stereotype pixies, but they can be so annoying. So now a little flavor text here because pixies are interpreted in very different ways throughout all the manuals and stuff like that. Pixies in Humbrea, uh, like if you look in the, in the manual, they're not really evil. They are fae creatures that cross over in certain instances. Yeah. But they also give like a definitive shape uh, in the manual. They look like a little like a little elvish uh, person that's like gr in green in color. The pixies in Humbrea in this campaign don't really have a physical shape like that. They're just kind of like an orb of light. And if you were to look inside the orb of light, it would just be like, you might see like a bright figure in there, not necessarily bipedal, but you can make a shape of like a, th like a creature inside the light, but there's no defining characteristics here. Uh, and they're also a little bit smaller. They're like just under a foot big in radius let's say because it's an orb so that's how pixies work in Humbrea. cool outside of that you know that they are they come from the fey they're more attuned to nature they are nature like creatures i would like to team up with reginald here for the cause okay <laughs> i i immediately hop out like throw my blanket away hop out of bed and menace is like all right now if we don't get these out of the house they're all going to be swarming causing mayhem we how many are there how can i see how many there you are you just see one right now just the one Let's get this thing out of here, and I try and I try and tackle it. Okay, so the the pixie is just evades the tackle as it floats yeah. pretty quickly. Uh, you're, you're essentially ch chasing a light source here. Reginald, on your no, left, no, on your God, left, Reginald. You hear some tumbling. Uh, the guys don't seem phased. As a matter of fact, maybe Joe might want to like throw an insult because he wants to sleep right now. <laughs> So you guys, nah, all right, me. he's out. He's out. Drill is out. You got some snores back there. Okay. So you guys are now uh, trying to tackle this ball of light. Reginald's like, oh, get him from the left. Get him from the left. So he's like, well, hit him with the net. Do you have a net? Get him with the net. Get him with the net. Sure. Yeah. I throw my net at it. So you take some of your things and the thing, uh, the pixie starts to make its way outside. 
but like not before it boops you on the nose real quick and like pushes Reginald over. So it starts to make its way to the window. It starts to float uh, outside. This is war. I grab all of my fucking weapons <laughs> and start running after this pixie. So the pixie uh, goes out one of the windows and you kind of chase it onto the balcony and you see that it starts floating down to where the lake was where you guys washed off. The lake in front of Kara's house. When you look out to the lake, you see its reflection in the water and the reflection in the water gives more of a brighter reflection than like say a normal light source would as it's like almost as if the lake is reacting to the pixie itself and it starts like laughing and as it's laughing at you kind of like down by the lake you hear one of these noises it goes and you see a large luminescent tongue kind of stick out and just mocking you it's like oh i'm about to give you the biggest noogie of your life Oh, those things, this thing's really teeing me off right now. It's really, it's really peeing me off right now, Minus. You and me, Reginald, we, we about to make these pixies look dumb, huh? <laughs> Reginald hops onto your shoulder. <laughs> yes, Reginald. <laughs> the adventures like, of Minus and Reginald. Get him. <laughs> All right, we start, yeah, I just start going after these pixies then. <laughs> you slide down the trees, you start making your way, and now the pixie is like, it comes close <laughs> to you, boops you on the nose, and starts heading towards the waterfall, okay? When you look at, when you look towards the waterfall, you do notice that the waterfall isn't falling as hard as it was when you saw it earlier today. Okay. So when you looked at the waterfall before, it looked like a waterfall. It's the rapid rushing of water, but now it looks like the water that's falling is a little more slowly so much where you can actually see behind it and behind the waterfall, you can see a cave like entrance on the side. You see a little path that actually goes into the cave itself. Are the pixies going in there? Is that where the pixies are yes, going? Yes, so the pixie is now heading into there laughing at you and you hear the occasional <laughs> Oh my god. Reginald, I've dealt with many pixies in my day. Alright, we just gotta be persistent. We'll catch them. We'll tickle them. Noogie them. We'll make them feel so dumb. Don't you worry. Let's go. Minus. And I go Minus. on the path and like... Minus? Minus? Yeah. I'm gonna wring this thing's neck. Yes, I give him like a predator <laughs> handshake on the spot. <laughs> you get a nice gladiator handshake. You grab each other's yeah. like, forearm. The forepaw. You grab his whole body because he's very small. Uh, <laughs> and he like makes an arrow with his body and he directs you ahead. So as you're walking towards it now. Running, running towards running it. Running towards it. You Once you get to the little path to walk in, you are then overcome with this, uh, a sense of calmness. You're not as angry as you were just a few seconds ago, and you're feeling something good about this place, okay? You feel calm, you feel like there's something in you that's like telling you like, hey man, it's just a goof. On that note, Reginald goes, whoa, 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 <laughs> wait, hold on, I have, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I like to say I do one of those anime like runs where I slowly slow down to a jog, slow down to a walk, and then just kind of, I'm standing there, staring at the waterfall, you know? Yeah, so you're only like a few feet away from like the cave entrance and right. where you like kind of go behind it. Although you don't see any lights, anything light. It's just like a black cave entrance. It's dark. And Reginald goes, uh, hey man, I'm I'm all up for adventure, but I, uh, I, don't, I don't think we should go in there. I don't, uh, something about that is, is giving me weird vibes right now. Reginald, I, uh, I feel great. I don't know what you mean, but I feel kind of like he hides behind like one. He hides behind like your mohawk. <laughs> And uh, like he grabs a horse, like I don't, I don't know, man. I'm uh, uh, I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but I, I don't like it. I don't, don't want to go in there. 
I don't know. What are you scared, Reginald? I'm scared. I don't know. What is that? What is that? I ain't scared of nothing. I'm a terrible demon that lived a millennia. I have seven as wings. As he's saying this, I've already walked through the waterfall. <laughs> when you go to the entrance of the cave, when you right before you cross that threshold, you see that like he gets like held in place for a second. And he falls to the floor, rolls back a foot. He goes, you know what? I'm going to stay out here. You're, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, I'll wait out for here, but I'll play support out here. Uh, get the pixie for me. It was like an aura. An aura just like stopped him from entering. It looked like he got shocked in place, but there was no lightning or anything like that. He was just like in pain, writhing in air, then falls back onto the floor. He's like, all right, I'm going to stay out here, bud. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Good. All uh, right, uh, scaredy cat. Here's some hay to keep you occupied. I throw no, a little appreciate, bit of hay. Appreciate it. <laughs> he goes to reach for it, and uh, he's like, oh, can you kick it a little further, please? Can you kick Wait, it out a little further, oh, please? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, push yeah, it I just in the range. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't like that place. So he starts eating the hay, and you go in. Yeah. As you're walking in, it gets darker and darker. Do you have dark vision by any chance? <laughs> nope. I, nice. I was about to say I light my uh, lantern. So you go to light your lantern, but it doesn't really give you that much light as it normally would in during normal nighttime. You can assume that this is probably magic darkness or something right. is keeping yeah. this dark on purpose. Although you can kind of see around you. You look at, as you walk in, you start hearing, you know, drips of water from the cave, but the echo is pretty loud. So you're getting a sense that this hole you went through, there's opened up you have these tall ceilings and fur and and walls that are really far when you look up towards the ceiling you see how it goes really high up and it's actually starting to become illuminated by more of these pixies you see some green lights you see some blue pixies some pink pixies green pixies uh and they're all very calming colors and you're seeing these all uh placed throughout the ceiling now like so and that light from the pixie shine reflects uh, as you're walking you stop as it reflects onto a nice body of water there is a calm lake it is completely still there are no waves there are no like puddles of water moving there's nothing swimming in it all the light you see is coming from these the pixies light it's illuminating the cave you don't see anywhere else you can walk to the path that you're walking on just kind of goes into this pond a little bit and like rounds off so you have like water on both sides of you and you see this big vast pond ahead of you okay the light that your lantern is rendered useless at this point where it's only pretty much a lighting up what's around you what's around you within like maybe like a three foot radius you can tell that the darkness is not natural that the place is being can kept I, dark can i on kind purpose. of see though is it like dim lighting because of all the pixies you can see maybe about 10 feet in front of you, but you're seeing whatever the pixie light is reflecting right, okay. on. So you just yeah. see this huge body of water. You can kind of see some of the cave walls for where they're like hanging out on and along the ceiling. You can see like some stalactites that like, you know, it looks very cavey, right? You got like a generic cave over here, but all the light is coming from these pixies. Gotcha. What are you thinking right now? I mean, there, I feel like a part of me is intrigued and calmed but i do still have a bit of a mission on my mind i <laughs> still i'm still like in sneak mode mm -hmm. i i'm trying to can i see the pixie that boot my nose specifically you you do so like out over the lake this is actually that pixie is still kind of in 
the center of the pond. And yeah, she's all like, right, I'm stealthing up to try and catch this pixie. I get my net ready. So it's over the body of water. So you would have to physically get into the water. I can't, but I can't, I can throw my net, right? Yeah, you could. Yeah, that's what I'm getting ready to do. You get, you get ready to throw your net. So she lets out one more giggle and kind of flies up to meet with the other pixies. Deeper into the cave over the lake, you see a, a light blue mist appear. And the mist is kind of hovering over the lake, right? It's in its one central spot. The mist starts to get a little more in shape as it comes together, it gets a little more dense. And then you start hearing some steps on the water, like little drops of water, like something would be walking on the water. And out from the water comes a cliffhanger for episode 15. And that's it for today's session. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out. We'll catch you in two weeks time. We're taking a break. Well, yeah, that's right. We got I got minutes on the outro track today. I am here. Ha ha. Played by Dan. I'm Dan. I'm not going to be doing Hi, this voice for all this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got Dan played by Minus. Oh, Minus played by Dan. Excuse me. So, yeah, anyway, guys, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to episode 14. We're taking a short fiesta of a two-week vacation for Christmas and New Year's. We'll be returning January 4th, 2022 with episode 15. Yeah, um, there's also going to be a new format when we come back, which is exciting. So the way we've been recording it until now, we've just been recording the campaign, playing the way we wanted to play, and then throwing in banter and stuff and intros, outros after the fact. We have a new uh, kind of banter segment at the beginning and the end of each episode. So look forward to us messing with each other and shooting the shit and just having a good time yeah it's all gonna be done live no more post recording intros and outros i can't wait <laughs> oh man i can't wait and we're gonna be updating the patreon way more frequently with the after shows that's gonna be coming out more lively and everything like that it's gonna be good it's gonna be great it's gonna be wonderful it's gonna be awesome only good things to come and if you haven't checked out TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, we got we're rapid fire and content on all three platforms, baby. If one platform is not your thing, we got the other two sure to be uh, producing something you like. So be sure to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, where we'll be creating not only D&D podcasts, but D&D skits and memes. And we hang out in Discord. Oh, oh get on it. Yeah, you got to get on Discord, boys. <laughs> and the Twitter. You know, it's a holler us on Twitter. But you know what time it is now? Hit him. And now it is time to shout out our Humbreas Heroes, which is a tier in our Patreon. So the first uh, Humbreas hero we need to shout out is our first ever man with glass, a known traveling glass blower with the arcane power to make strong weapons made out of the strongest dragon glass, able to slay a dragon and able to make a fine plate to eat an amazing tasty meal off of. Next up, we've got Pascal, the most coveted wild magic artist of Humbrea. Not only of Humbrea, but I should mention of D&D 404. This is the artist that's done all the artwork for our characters. You might have seen him on TikTok, Instagram, all social media platforms. She is not only amazing in real life, but amazing in Humbrea. She actually is commissioned by Minis to do a little cover on his journal. So 
he's gonna look forward to that and lastly we have our first Sidgwick college alumni megan the baker and do not and listen just because she's a baker doesn't mean you can just you know say whatever you want to her because she will hit you with a baking sheet and trust me she's hit me with a baking sheet more times than i can count okay my little rump is red as a freaking whoopee cushion because of things i've I may have said or may have made, made her mad. Wow, I just took a turn. Anyway, she's our first Citra College alumni. All right. She's a fantastic baker. She travels all over the lands of Humbrea, spreading her sweet treats and giving everybody a max temporary hit point buff of at least 12 or higher. Amazing baker, amazing cook, makes the best hero feast Humbrea could ask for. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. <laughs>